Hello, and welcome to Plant Powered Buddhist Podcast, where we are learning to turn our eating habits into a spiritual practice. I'm Sensei. I want to welcome you from wherever you're listening in the world. I also want to say a heartfelt thank you to all of my followers, my supporters, my clients, and my students. Without your support, I simply couldn't do what I do. I'm excited about today's episode, so with no further ado, let us begin. Hello, and today we're going to discuss one of the key reasons why we want to adopt a spiritual eating practice. And I'm going to start by talking about the environment and the earth, but from probably a different perspective, one that might almost seem contradictory, that is in contradiction to what it is that we're trying to achieve through our spiritual eating practice. So as the way I see it, Mother Earth really doesn't need us. Plain and simple, the way things have evolved on the biological and physiological plane, my honest belief is that Mother Earth will be fine, is fine, has been fine, whether or not we are here. And so when we see, for example, whatever arguments, wherever you fall on the continuum about climate change, uh, whether you think it's a fiction, whether you think it's real, serious, not serious, no matter what your thoughts are, at the end of the day, Mother Earth will do what it needs to do to continue its existence. And I believe that so much, in fact, that I believe whatever movements, whatever changes that are real or perceived by human beings are irrelevant as to whether the Earth itself will maintain itself. So then it raises an interesting question as to why should we care? Why should we care? If in fact that is true, if it is true what I believe, that the earth will sustain itself, whether we quote unquote help it or not, then why adopt this spiritual eating practice on the premise, at least one premise, that it is helpful for the environment? So on some level, we can really see that if one expresses concern about the environment and feels something needs to be done about it, unless it's further explored, it's really just meaning that I want to preserve myself. (laughs) Quite frankly, it's egoistic. It's uh, based in a sense of selfhood that is concerned about its own existence. And but for that, the environment would be of no concern, right? You could continue to destroy the environment um, and live whatever life it is that you believe you're entitled to because you are a person, then it, it wouldn't matter. But then there are people who are just unconscious also. That is, they're unaware 
as to what their eating habits and practices are and what they're doing to the environment, right? They sincerely just don't know. I think that's becoming less and less uh, possible to remain in that type of ignorance because of the, the information that's readily available to nearly anyone, that is anyone who has access to uh, perhaps the internet or people who are involved with preserving certain aspects of the environment. Now, having said what I said, I'm the first to say that I love a beautiful sunset. I love a beautiful beach. I love green hills, wonderful mountains, all of these things. A nice, cool, calm lake. All of it is so wonderful and beautiful to enjoy. And in fact, it's absolutely essential, I think, to stay in tune with that, to have optimal health. If you want to have optimal health, I think it's you can't just cut yourself off from nature. And that's pretty much what we've done on a large scale. Spending so much time indoors, afraid to even take off your shoes and walk out the front door because there's going to be some germs that are going to get on you and you don't know what's right. The world has been turned into a very frightful place where everything is out to get you or could harm you. So uh, we have to work on changing that paradigm. But essentially, Mother Earth has its own yoga. And she has been and will continue to practice that yoga. Now, as part of that practice, it might mean that you, I, and many other beings will not be here. That is, she may do an upward dog or a downward dog, and it'll be bye-bye you and bye-bye me. Now, for a lot of people, that seems really like a very um, pessimistic or doom and gloom perspective, but it's true. And so we can get outside of the argument about whether climate change is real or not and ask a bigger question, which gets to the heart of my point for today. Because as I said, if I, if I truly hold a belief, which I do, that Mother Earth will be just fine with or without us, then why do it? Well, in a word, compassion. And so immediately when we move into an energy and a space of compassion, we get away from this attachment to self-preservation, right? As I said before, I think many people are afraid. They're afraid to die. They're afraid to uh, experience death, whether slow or quick. And so their concern about the environment is really like, I don't want to die that way. Okay. So I don't have such attachments. We're all walking dead people. Um, some are just under the illusion that, that they're not. And so they have certain attachments as a result of that. But here, the point is, is that compassion, what is that compassion for? That compassion certainly could be for uh, a form of appreciation and a symbiotic relationship between Mother Earth and yourself. That is, it's gratitude, right? So this compassion that, say, for example, expressed by a clean lake, a clean river, a clean ocean, 
and wanting to maintain that out of a sense of gratitude and compassion, a caring, a genuine caring for that in which I'm in relationship to. Because essentially, our relationship with the earth is one of an infant child or newborn to a mother. That is to say, there's not really much, if anything, that an infant or newborn can do to save the mother, right? It's just, that's not there. Though there's still a symbiotic relationship between the two. But what does that baby do? Almost just organically. Well, besides cry and uh, scream and, you know, demand certain things, it expresses love. When you look into the child's eyes, when you hear it laugh, when you see it smile, when it first says mama or dada, these types of expressions of love in that particular relationship make the sustaining of that being um, more palpable and perhaps even enjoyable. So we have to put ourselves in the position of that small child that is really dependent upon the earth for at least our biological experience. And so compassion, when we can't find a reason, when you can't find the science, when you can't find a political view, can't find the economic reasons, all of those things are things of the world, right? Those are all matters that can be debated and time wasted. And in the interim, Mother Earth is making her move to do whatever it is that she needs to do or not do. And so... We find ourselves in the position of the rebellious child right now. We find ourselves in a situation where our sense of compassion is not even strong enough to say, wow, I can take on some lifestyle habits, a practice like the one I'm suggesting, that I do strictly as a form of compassion strictly as a form of expressing my desire that other beings also be able to enjoy some of the beautiful things I may have seen in my life. Maybe there's a beach or a park or some beautiful part of your neighborhood or somewhere you've been where you say, wow, that was really impactful for me. And out of compassion, wouldn't you want someone else to have that opportunity? Someone you know, someone you don't know, a complete stranger. And so this is the beginning of understanding compassion on a deeper level. Because a lot of times people mix compassion with self-interest. Right? You do it in personal relationships, you know, well, I do this and because I love you and I care about you. And I also expect you to do that for me. And if you don't, then my love and compassion will be adjusted accordingly. (laughs) Isn't that what happens? Be honest. So here's a chance in this spiritual eating practice to also cultivate authentic, genuine compassion. Because as I said, 
Mother Earth has all the power to do what she needs to do to sustain herself in whatever way or fashion. And if that means it, she wants to warm up and one or two degrees will finish us off, then we weren't worthy of the gift. We weren't worthy of the beauty, of the sustenance that has been given us. So this is something that you have to think about. This is something that you have to consider. Do you have enough compassion? Do you have enough openness and space within your consciousness and your heart to adopt a practice that expresses in action, in deed, your compassion? Not in word, oh, this is so wonderful. I wish we could preserve this. That's all fine. Oh, I hope that this doesn't, this is not really happening. Hope is nice too, but it's not action. A spiritual eating practice, as we've been developing here, is a tangible, concrete, conscious action. And it is those types of actions that change things. And so if you have not been able to find a way to either begin or maintain your spiritual eating practice, you have one now. And you have it in a very clear, concise view. That is, mama does not need you. (laughs) That's the harsh reality. But you do need mama. And if you also know that that is true, and out of compassion, not self-interest, you want to do something that shows that compassion, that demonstrates that compassion, that causes you to be conscious about something, that is to say eating, in a way that you never have been before, and that you know that it will have wonderful results, then you begin to build your practice here. You begin to develop an understanding about true compassion. And so Mother Earth's yoga becomes your yoga. If you can feel, if you can see her movement and dance with that movement, Show reciprocity and gratitude, but ultimately compassion. And things will change dramatically for you and for everyone. If you'd like some assistance with this, please contact me online at Plant Powered Buddhist. I'd be happy to help you out. Also, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can leave a comment and I'll do my best to respond as soon as I can. Until next time, peace and blessings.